Welcome back to Elevator Inspiration for Sunday School. Hey, we're actually we're actually in lesson six. This is the second week of 2023. This lesson is going to be taught on June, January, correction, January the 8th. It is entitled Proclaiming, Proclaiming, I'm having a hard time with that word, Proclaiming Christ. Again, this is a Cogent Legacy series, and the theme is Exalting Christ. The question I want you to think about is when an unfortunate situation occurs in our life, how do we really respond? When things are not going the way we want it to go, how do we respond? We actually have two outlines. Our lesson is going to be coming from Philippians, uh, the first chapter. The first outline is the new effort. Um, this, is, this is unique here, uh, this lesson here. And I know I use that term all the time, but I like this lesson. This lesson, again, is taken from the, the first chapter, looking at verses 15 through 18. Mixed motivations for preaching. Here, these verses, Paul is called to question the motives of those who were preaching about Christ. Listen at these verses. Verse 15, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, some also of goodwill. You kind of repeat that again here, 16th verse. One preached Christ of contentions, not sincerely supposing that affliction to my bones, in verse 17, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. Again, Paul questioned the motives behind what people are doing. When you are actually doing kingdom work, sometimes people get jealous. Sometimes people are envy because you have a certain gifts. What is the motive for that individual that's preaching? Uh, what is the motive for that person doing work that we are claiming ministry work? Paul says it right here in verse 18. What then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice yet, and will rejoice. He says rejoice twice in that verse there. Look at it. It says, I, I therein do rejoice, yea, and I will rejoice. When, when Christ is preached, Apostle Paul saying, I'm going to rejoice no matter what. So what is my takeaway? My takeaway is this. Gospel, the gospel is powerful enough to transcend human pettiness. Think about that. The gospel is so powerful that it can overcome the pettiness that we as humans deal with. If such a statement is false, then the spirit of the gospel would have stopped at Calvary. It never would have went any farther than Calvary. The gospel is so powerful, no matter what type of pettiness that I am dealing with, the gospel can still go forth. So. So my Zoom question is going to be this. Do you think motives are relevant or irrelevant regarding the spreading the gospel? Motives now. So what if a person's motive for preaching is to become wealthy? Will such a motive affect the gospel? I, I want to discuss that. 
on Sunday afternoon. Okay, <laughs> I can't wait to, to, to dive into that uh, with the class. So the second outline is a certain victory. And again, we're looking at verses, we're looking at verses uh, 19 through 26 in the first chapter. All right, so what, what we see here is Paul's conviction. I want you to notice, it says, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Christ. I highlight this right here because I think this is showing his conviction according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, as now also Christ shall magnify my body, whether it be by life or death. So let me, I don't know if I said this early, but let me paint the picture here. Paul is in prison when he's writing this. So he doesn't know if he's going to die or if he's going to be set free. He does not know. So what he's saying here is that my earnest expectation and my hope now is, is Christ. Basically, I am going to magnify Christ in my body. And that's why he comes here in verse 21. For me. I want you to look at that word there. For to me. This shows is purposely put there to emphasize his personal conviction. For to me. Nobody else. But for to me, he says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me now, Paul is saying, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet shall I shall choose, I will not. And I think at the end of that verse, he's saying, I'm not going to choose to be selfish. I'm not going to live in the flesh and try to get gain for self-glory. My focus is back here for me to live as Christ. In other words, he's saying, living is Christ. Life means Christ. The essence of living is the embodiment is embodied in Jesus Christ. The fulfillment of life is only to be found in Christ. Now that's awesome when he says that. And then he goes and says, for I am in a straight betwixt two. Notice here, I am. He said, I am in a betwixt here, in a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Having a desire to depart, to be with Christ, which is far better. But nevertheless, to abide here in the flesh is more needful for you. Telling the Philippians that... And I have this confidence that I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and your joy of faith. And, and just think about that for a few minutes. A lot of scholars say that this had reference that he is he's going to get out of prison. And then there are some scholars say that this had reference to his salvation. I know that I shall abide and continue with you. Does that continue with you is in reference to from a memory or from a legacy or is that physically and then verse 26 that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me 
by my coming to you again. Hmm, something to think about. So my Zoom question is this. Realizing that suicide is prevalent in our society, how did Paul overcome suicidal thoughts while facing such problems? And, and I know you're going to ask, well, it, Scripture doesn't say that he's suicidal. But when you think about the problems that he had, <laughs> I, he was shipwrecked. He was in prison more than one time. Affliction, suffering, struggling, all types of tribulation, beaten. I would have probably said, I want to end it all. But how did Paul keep going? That's the question I want to discuss. So what is my takeaway? My takeaway is this. And, and, and I went to Job. In Job 13 and 6, it says, Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance, for no godless person would dare come before him. And that's Job 13 and 16. That's in the New International Version. See, Paul, like Job, was not looking for self-glory. He was willing to meet his fate, whether life or death, so that all could see how much Christ meant to him. That's something to think about. You know, when we think about what are we living for? Are we living for ourselves? we? Do we have a purpose that we're living for? So my lesson learned is this. Paul recognized that his release from prison was uncertain. Despite his circumstances, Paul never lost faith in God. There was no bitterness or anger on his part since such emotions are irrelevant in spreading the gospel. So when you think about this right here, when you think about Certain emotions are irrelevant when it comes down to spreading God's word. So I too must realize the insignificance of my feeling or how others feel about me when doing kingdom work. I need to get out of my feelings. I cannot allow the pettiness or the vindictiveness to interfere with the power of the gospel. So my thought to remember is the gospel is about it, correction. The gospel is above human pettiness. Think about that. It is above human pettiness. You know, as I record this, it is actually Tuesday. And um and I'm and everybody I know, um I'm not everybody, but majority of America was watching Monday night football. And we saw um this guy right here get hurt. Damon Helen. Damar Helen. And and I noticed and I went to his GoFundMe. And this is Tuesday. Because um I heard that it has even increased his GoFundMe with in which he was raising money. And I want to quote something here that he states. He says, I embarked on my journey to the NFL. I would never forget where I came from. I am committed to using my platform to positively impact the community that raised me. I created the Chasing M Foundation as a vehicle that will allow me to drive that impact 
And the first program is the 2020 Community Tour Drive, which actually occurred on December the 22nd. His goal was only $2,500, but look how much money he has raised. And like I said, I did this Tuesday, $4.8 million. You know, I just wanted to just um, um, know that the family uh, is in you in my prayers. Um, I think this is a great thing, um, a way to to um, to honor um, what he has put together there. So as we move into our reflection, I want you to think about um, our remember verse. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, either in do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. You know, I think the thing that I got out of this lesson is I got to stop worrying about my feelings. And I got to be about doing kingdom work. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to find our joy in Jesus Christ. Please help us to look forward to our arrival in heaven while we share the good news, the gospel, with others on earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thank you.